catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365. Hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Is a Tuesday morning here on Birds 365. A little bit of a trepidation Tuesday, as a matter of fact. You got your Mac and Mac guys back together again. Jody McDonald, along with my partner, John McMullen, who made his way back from the Windy City. Uh, as you were coming back yesterday, Johnny Mac, did you know you were coming back to questions about the Eagles season because of the shoulder issues that Jalen Hurts is having? <clears throat> Uh, I did not. Um, I knew he was banged up. I, I, you know, he seemed, um, seemed okay after the game. Uh, but I knew he was banged up. I didn't know it was going to be a, a sprained shoulder that was going to cost him a game or two. So, um, yeah, it's not the best case scenario, but it's not the worst case scenario either. So, um, you know, they managed to, persevere in a trap game, whatever you want to call it. If you don't want a human nature game, as I've tried to coin it. Um, I thought they showed a lot of disrespect for the bears. You know, maybe the trap game was for the coaches. I, <laughs> I, I, I think they showed a lot of disrespect for the bears with that game plan in that weather. I really do. Uh, I think they took them for granted. Um, and, and, you know, but they managed to get it done, which to me is the most impressive part of this team because even when they have off days, they still find ways to win. And we see it all over the league. Nobody else does that. They all Dallas and they give up a 17 point lead to Jacksonville, lose the football game. Right. And essentially, you know, Eagles magic number is one uh, for everything. The NFC East, the number one seed. So all of that is positive. 
Um, and, and the good thing is they don't need Jalen Hurts for this game. It's a little bit disappointing because it's Christmas Eve. It would have been such a big game. You finally would have gotten to see Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts on the field together. If you're going to see it, even though the Eagles' Nick Sirianni was just on WIP, your other in, employer, Jody, and confirmed the sprained shoulder. So everybody calm down about that nonsense that was going around about broken collarbones and all that. Um, it's a sprained shoulder. It's not long-term. Um, and, you know, I get the feeling if the game was needed, he'd probably try to play through it. So I think it's kind of a good thing that it's not needed. Um but it's a little disappointing we're not going to see full strength versus full strength because that was the Cowboys, not not the Cowboys themselves, but the fans complained, oh, it's Cooper Rush and whatever it was week six. So now it's going to be Gardner Minshew. And, right. and the Eagles fans will say the same thing that the Cowboys yeah, fans exactly. said. Oh, so what? You beat Gardner Minshew. Exactly. Uh, so if there is to be a showdown between Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts, it's going to have to come in the postseason. Uh, yeah, those cataclysmic warriors. Oh, they're going to separate your pocket. There's no way he plays the end of the game if he's got no, a uh, broken no. clavicle. So they, Not they, only they, did he play, I don't he even know where plays. I don't even know where that started, to be honest. But, uh, you know, don't trust people who aren't around the team. That's all I'll say with that. Uh, if well, somebody around the team says it, you know, all right. You give it a little more more credence, but if you see somebody you never heard of and throwing stuff out there, don't you know? Come on, I I agree with you, comma, but comma, I don't always trust the Eagles either. Uh, well, well, you're right. Uh, you must check your source and uh, weigh for yourself how much that person really has the ability to get quote unquote inside information. A lot of that goes on, and shame on anybody who goes down that road. But I don't always trust the Eagles either because they are that kind of a guarded organization. No, either do I. In fact, a perfect example, Nick said this morning also, you know, we're not going to rule them out for Dallas. Or essentially said we're not going to rule them out. Well, you can rule them out for Dallas. I mean, so I know what you're saying, Jody, but there's there's a common sense demarcation line there. Look, I, I mean, it does the Eagles no good uh, to say, oh, he's going to be back for the playoffs if he's not going to be back for the playoffs. I mean, you're you're not losing a competitive advantage a month away. Everybody's going to realize what's going on for this particular week and, and about saying, um, you know, he's not going to rule them out. Yeah, that's that's sort of Nick's way of handling these things. And right. I, I would be – it would be malpractice if the Eagles put him on the field uh, against the Cowboys on, on Saturday, to be honest. They don't need the game. They don't need it. They want it. They're going to try to win. By no stretch of the imagination are they saying, we're not going to try to win this game with Gardner Minshew. They have a tremendous supporting cast. Um, I think the deepest roster in football – they could still win this football game. And by the way, that'll create another narrative for the system quarterback people. Gardner Minshew beats the Cowboys. But um, they're going to try to win the game, but they also know they don't need the game. Interesting dichotomy in that if you're Chris Sims, you actually have to be rooting for Gardner Minshew, right? I don't think, I don't think Chris Sims is an Eagle fan. 
I think that he's got some uh, DNA issues with Philadelphia with his father being Phil and as many great games between Eagles and the Giants. That's just my observation of listening to Chris Sims, the football insider over the last several years. I don't think he ever gives Philadelphia enough credit. I don't know why, but uh, you know what he said about Jalen Hurts. He didn't have him in his top 40 quarterbacks before last year started. And just last week, he said, yeah, the Eagles would be just fine with Gardner Minshew which, uh, Chris, I don't know if you pay attention to the betting markets at all. The Eagles went from a one-point underdog to a six-point underdog when it became obvious that Jalen Hurts was not playing this week. So, uh, yeah, By the way, Vegas gets the information more than anybody. That's a problem for the NFL because that number went from one to five, I think, and you're saying it's six now. Oh, it's six. And, it's six and, and, and a half. When I saw it. When I saw it, it was five, and I'm like, what's going on here? What what, what happened? Well, they knew what happened before I knew what happened. And that's, you know, the NFL's embrace gambling now. They're trying to, you know, uh, make money off it. And that's really the only reason why they didn't embrace it before, because they didn't see a path to make money off it. That was the only reason, Jody. But now that they have a path to make money off it, they're fine with it. But still, uh, okay, who's getting that information? How are they getting that information? The NFL might want to look into that uh, because that that could be an issue at some point. Right, and they uh, probably spend a lot of money to be able to get that information as early as humanly possible so they can adjust well, their lines the accordingly. You know, if you're paying people to get it, you know, there's some issues there. That's exactly right. So uh, uh, to uh, take a stance of Gardner Minshew equals Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts equals Gardner Minshew. Uh, Vegas doesn't think so, and they got millions, if not billions of dollars on the line, Chris Sims, so... Um, Yeah, I do want to get back to something you just touched on earlier, and that's the play calling for the game. Um, When I'm watching on Sundays, you're there, you're at the game, you're in the press box. I'm here watching it on TV and also attached to my social media and uh, many other social medias. The second guessing was going on well before that game ever ended with the play calling in that game. For whatever reason, Miles Sanders didn't get a handoff until well into the second quarter that they had thrown the ball as much as they had, and Jalen had run it as much as he had. You said you thought they were taking the Chicago Bears for granted and just thought, we can come out and do whatever the hell we want. We can throw it all over the lot. We can get up by 25, 28 points uh, without uh, breaking much of a sweat. That didn't happen. And, oh, by the way, eventually in the game, not too late in the third quarter, but Jalen Hurts goes down with the shoulder injury that he has, and he had a beating type of a day. And, oh, by the way, we found out after the game, and the Eagles should have known this while the game was ongoing, Jalen Hurts said he couldn't feel the football, that his hands were numb, that he was not used to playing in that kind of cold. Well, if that's the case, and he should have told his coaches about it, he's got to come over and tell Sirianni, tell his quarterback coach, tell Steichen if he's on the sideline, listen, you know, I'm not feeling it today as well as I usually do. You adjust your game plan accordingly, it seemed like they threw it even more as the game unfolded. The first possession thereon after, it was not a good game as far and it, it certainly the injury to uh, Jalen's shoulder is part of it. But even if he comes out of that game 100% healthy, I'm still sitting here going, 
what exactly were they trying to accomplish with the play calling on Sunday? <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, I had the same thought as you and I got to flesh that out a little bit more because Nick talked uh, before Jalen uh, at the game, as he typically does after the game, uh, Nick goes before Jalen. So we didn't know about the numb hands until Jalen came out. Right. So we didn't get a chance to, and Nick will talk to us later today, but so he'll get questions about that. Maybe we can flesh that out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I, I had the same thought as you, the guy's got numb hands, but in, in, in pregame, he was trying to glove. He was trying the Teddy Bridgewater look, um, trying to figure out yeah, cause it was bad. It was cold. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was Chicago cold. So people who've been in Chicago know there's a difference. And he, Jalen got that question. Well, it gets cold in Philadelphia in January because most likely the postseason's coming through Lincoln Financial Field. Yep. And he said, it ain't Chicago. <laughs> and that, he's right. It ain't Chicago. So when that wind is coming off Lake Michigan and the wind chill was under 10, I think it reached three uh, at one point, uh, it is a tough place to play on days like that. Um, and, yeah, they came out throwing the ball, and that's why I said it showed tremendous disrespect and, and by the way, talent-wise, talent-wise, like Chicago, I, I think people look, they, they didn't stop the run, blah, blah, blah. They got a bad team. I mean, they don't have a lot of talent. One of the few places they have talent is cornerback. Now, Kyler Gordon's a very young player. He's not played well. Um, he's a rookie. But he, you can see his talent. Um, Jalen Johnson's just flat-out good. A.J. Brown can't talk enough about him talked about him during the week after the game he's got tremendous respect for him as a young corner in this league um and their front seven you know is is not good um we talked about the robert quinn trade you know we've been talking about it for a while robert quinn saw double teams because they have nobody else (laughs) they had nobody else so there's like well let's double team robert quinn and we saw robert um when he got here before he got injured, not exactly the same Robert Quinn we all remember. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get the game plan. Now, I will say I also – now, here's where I deter from most people. The The idea the Eagles should should trash their typical offense and, and go to a traditional running game because Miles Sanders has – a thousand whatever yards. I think that's disrespectful. I mean, they have to run their offense. They have to do what they do well. And it's RPO based. And a lot of it involves Jalen hurts. So when people put, put point out that number, Jody, 17 runs, it's too many runs. It's too many runs. Well, first of all, and I've been charted the game. I asked Damo before I came on, I was hoping he did, but he's not through it either. So I don't know how many design runs there were, but I do know there were two in victory formation, right? So cut it to 15. There were at least two quarterback sneaks. Both of them for touchdowns. So cut it to 13. Um, So how many of those were RPOs? Nick talked about that after the game. You know, that's where you're reading 
the player. You're reading the end. So if he does one thing, you give it to Miles. If he does another thing, Jalen's got to keep it. So conservatively, let's say half of them were RPOs, even less than half, because we're talking about 13. So six design runs, maybe? Right. But here's here's where you and I may uh, verge and go different. An RPO call is a Jalen run. If he's got the chance to run the football, if it's his call as to whether to run the football or not, that counts for me as a Jalen run. Even if he hands it to Miles Sanders, it's a Jalen run because you're giving him the option to do so. I think in this particular game, Shane Steichen needed to protect Jalen Hurts from himself. It, it, you called the Eagle offense an uh, RPO-based offense. Well, that all comes down to percentages. That comes down to how much you are going to lean on it. Every play is not RPO. They don't run no RPO. So it's a percentage of the number of snaps well, they I take every single the week. Running game, I'm the telling running. you on Sunday, I believe their RPO was uh, overdone, overused, that they shouldn't have even given Jalen a chance to make the decision for himself that he's going to end up keeping the football running. Well, that what, what I'm saying is, is the running game is RPO-based. The Eagles' running game is RPO-based. That's what it's built on. Uh, that's what generates its success, and a lot of that has to do <clears throat> with they say it all the time, the so-called plus one of Jalen Hurts in the running game. See, where I diverge, where I take a turn from you, anybody's definition could be the definition. Like It's not Jalen's decision specifically. He's supposed to read the end, and whatever the end does, that's what he does. He He reacts to that. So it's not like he, you know, he can go off base and say, oh, you know what? I'm going to play hero football and I'm not, I'm supposed to give it to Miles Sanders, but I'm going to keep it and play hero football. I haven't seen evidence that he's done that. That's sort of like a Carson Wentz thing. He reads what he reads and that turns out to be the play. But that to me is not the issue. People can have whatever definition they want of, of, of an RPO and what that means to the running game. Nick Nick will say, and it could be his own read. It might not even be an RPO. And Nick will say, when he talks about the passing game, you have a pass option. It can go in the passing game. The Eagles call it a run-pass-run option because they can give it to Miles, they can pass it, or Jalen can keep it. So they have the extra layer to it as well. But but my my issue is with people that say, you should turn into Earl Campbell in week, what are we, week 15? Where What are we? All right, we're going to scrap everything that's made us a 13 and 1 team and we're going to play i football with Earl Campbell and turn, you know, you, that's what I'm saying, Jody. You don't you don't change to protect the quarterback. You don't change to 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 I, that's not how you play this game. Jason Kelsey will say it all the time. You know, you 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 can't play this game uh, afraid. You can't play this. The minute you do is when you're going to get hurt. So you have to play your offense. So I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that part of it from the Eagles' perspective. The game planning I have a problem with is the heavy pass load. The, they didn't take into account the weather. They were 
there was too much hubris that they could do whatever they want because they are a 13 and one team playing maybe the worst team in the NFC. And I thought they thought um, we can do whatever we want and we'll get the three touchdown lead and then we'll bleed the clock. I think that was the plan. And when they showed up and the, the wind chill is three degrees and the wind is whipping off Lake Michigan. I mean, come on. And the quarterback's hands are numb. Did he not tell the coaching staff again? We'll ask Nick Sirianni that today, but that is what I had a problem with. Yeah. You, you and I do see it a little differently. Uh, And you use the right word to take your position, change their offense. I'm not suggesting they change their offense, as you just described it, get into the eye and just hand it to the running back coming. The quarterback turns his back on the line and hands the ball off to the running back. No, that that is uncalled for and foolish. But you should be able to adjust your offense. And if adjusting your offense serves to protect a quarterback that you desperately need, who is now playing with an injured shoulder, I think that's incumbent on them to do. They can't just say, well, we got the 13-1 doing it this way, and if Jalen got hurt, well, tough, you know what. Uh, We're just going to continue to do it this way because we won 13 of our 14 games. Now you're going to do so with Gardner Minshew. I think they were going to play the way they're playing, and Nick kind of alluded to that this morning as well, and we got to get to our buddy Les Bowen, but he kind of alluded. They're going to play till they get the number one seed. They're going to play Eagles football till they get the number one seed, then they're going to rest people. That seems to be the plan. I I personally don't have that much of a problem with that plan. All right, so you don't change anything to adjust to Jalen Hurts' injured shoulder at any point this year. Oh, and uh, th- th- this was before the injured shoulder, Jody. I'm I, they're well, obviously, but now we have the injured shoulder in play, and the question's got to be asked: Do you change anything? Do you adjust? Anything yeah, I'm not playing him this week. I mean, he would That's, be playing. You're right. They, That's the first adjustment. But when he comes back, are you not making adjustments to protect Jalen no, Hurts? No, he doesn't. When he comes his back, shoulder. when he comes back, he, he's got a sprained shoulder. When he comes back, because in theory, you might not see Jalen Hurts until the playoffs. It'll be a month. He'll be a hundred percent. Um, if they, if they don't need week 18, he's not playing. He he'll be a hundred percent, uh, by the time to play. Now you got to worry about rust and things like that. Um, but no, not at all. I mean, yeah, if they needed this game and he had to play, then you got to adjust things to account for the, the injury. Dak Prescott went through this a couple years ago when he came here, you know, he had that streak. Now people forget he had that streak where, He's had a lot of injuries, but he he had played 16 games. 16, he, he, he had played, I think, four consecutive years, never missed a game. And then he got hurt and he had to play with a labrum injury. He was a disaster, but they, they put him out there. They would have to adjust if Jalen was playing this week, but he's not playing this week, no matter what they say. Right. And then comes a bigger, and I understand you're in a Super Bowl push. You're trying to get a championship. We also need at some point to talk about the big picture of Jalen Hurts as the quarterback of the Eagles in 23, 24, 25 in the contract. And is he going to be a player who you're going to have to uh, at least keep in mind the possibility of injuries? There's a lot of different layers to this. All right, we'll come back. Maga Mack here with you on Birds 365. We do have him waiting in the green room, and it looks like he's got green on. Uh, Our good buddy Les Bowen is going to jump in with us here on Birds 365. 
Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Got you, Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365, McMullen and McDonald. We are joined by a third very educated voice. That would be Les Bowen, longtime Eagle beat writer, who jumps in with us here on Birds 365, who's wearing green today. He's got his Eagle colors on, so you know he's ready to talk to us about the birds. Uh, Les, I want to start here. If you were still on the beat, having to come up with stories every single day, would you by now have cultivated a source at a betting outlet? To get updated injury yeah, information. That, that'd be the way to go, man. Hadn't thought about that. That was yeah. never a part of the calculation no. when I was a beat writer. Uh, at one point, I had a team medical source that was very, very good. Okay. Uh, I know who that was, Les. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, that's that's a great idea. Uh, but I have, before we get 
too far going here. I have a great, I have a good story for you. So Please. my wife and I were in Colorado over the weekend visiting our son and we flew home yesterday. And uh, this hasn't happened to me probably in a year, two years, three years. Got a- Uh-oh, we got frozen last. Okay. I had frozen last. Do you have frozen yeah, last? Frozen right. last. We'll yeah. see. We'll right right in the middle of his good story. Because yeah. he was coming back from Colorado. I wonder if it was in cold as cold in Colorado as it was in Chicago. There we right. go. Now we Les, can't hear less. Less is Something's still talking, going on. but we're not uh, hearing yeah. less. Damn. Uh, that was a good that was gonna be a good story. He's, he's well, going. And, he's and still we'll telling the story. Yeah. I'm sure All that right. we'll get him repunched up here. And yes. My first question to him was quasi tongue in cheek, because you and I noted in the first segment that it seemed that the bookmakers, call them what you want, odds makers, <clears throat> uh, betting outlets, had information before it became mainstream information that moved the Eagle Cowboy line as drastically as it did. Yeah, it kind of makes it difficult to do the job that Johnny Max got to do every day that Les Bowen did for as long as he did. Now, I don't have I, that kind of money to pay for that, Jody. Uh, Les, yeah, we got you. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I'm sorry. No, oh, that's fine. Don't you were in the midst of the story. I saw you. Coming back from uh, Colorado is where we lost Colorado. Oh, now we, we have black screen less. Uh, we'll get it. We'll get it figured we get frozen out. Frozen less and black screen less. Uh, we'll get it. We'll get it figured here. out. Okay. There we uh, go. Yeah, real quickly. Uh, yes. Flying back from Colorado. And for the first time in years, I was on a flight that had no Wi-Fi. <laughs> And uh, I, I try to write some stuff uh, every now and then on a Facebook thing I do called the Bowen Sports. And uh, I thought, well, you know, I'd love to have Wi-Fi so that I can do this. You know, I can be up to date on everything that's happening while we're flying. But I can write this anyway. You know, I mean, it's not like anybody got hurt Sunday. or anything <laughs> like that. So I write this thing, you know, while I'm on the plane and I can't post it because I have no Wi-Fi. And then we land and we're going up to the gate and I turn my phone on. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> Good thing I didn't post. Uh, yeah. It's just sitting yeah. there in a file that I was about to download. Well, and Jalen, you know, Jalen talked after the game. We knew yeah. he was banged up less, but, you know, he seemed fine. He didn't seem in obvious discomfort. So, right. um, yeah, it was a little bit of, of a blind side. Now, uh, he had x-rays after the game. Then I gave him an MRI and came up with a sprained shoulder. Um, so I want to get your take because, I mean, the Eagles coaching staff is taking a lot of hits today for their game plan in Chicago in the three-degree wind chill, whatever the heck it yep. was. And I, I, I had a problem with their game plan before I knew Jalen was injured, but for a different reason. I think they didn't take into account the weather, I think they were a little disrespectful to the Bears from my perspective. They thought they could do whatever they wanted, which is understandable. They're 13 and one. There's a little hubris built in. They think they can do whatever they want against anybody, basically. But I want to get your thoughts on, on the game plan and where you came down on it. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought, John. I It reminded me, you know, when he, he was talking after the game about Nick was talking about well, we had these matchups we liked, you know. Yeah. I, Andy Reid used to say that all the time. I remember it after. Remember the Carolina NFC Championship game 
yeah. where they kept throwing the ball at Todd Pinkston and he totally unraveled and was basically handing the ball to the defensive back. Uh, and they just kept on and on and on and on throwing this, these slants to Todd Pinkston, who was getting manhandled, you know, and they wouldn't stop doing it until they had lost the game and gotten McNabb injured. Uh, you know, this, you had matchups you liked. That's great. But as you said, three degree wind chill, uh, you're throwing long all the time. Um, at some point, you need to sort of think, hmm, maybe this wasn't the best plan. You know? and, I, and they do. You were talking a little before I came on about how, you know, this is part of their offense, Jalen Hurts running. But I think they do sort of reach for the cheat code too much uh, when things aren't working for them. Instead of a, a really adjusting what they do, they depend on him to bail them out. And he does. And yeah. he did on Sunday. But they need to be more proactive about that. You know, the fact is, and I'll make another Andy Reid illusion, talking about how strongly built he is and how he knows how to slip the big hits and all that's exactly what Andy used to say about Donovan McNabb. And it was true until it wasn't. Yeah. You know, and well, nobody's, I go back. I, I, he's I'm, not I'm from sure. the planet Krypton. You know, I yeah. mean, he, he can get hurt just like anybody else. And it's ir irresponsible to run him. And some of it's his fault because of the RPOs and he chooses to keep the ball. But 17 carries against a bad team is ridiculous. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah, Zach, uh, you were probably there that day you know, when Zach Ertz said, if you play this game long enough, the injury rate is 100%. I don't care who you are. He's not Superman. Yeah. Um, and you're right from that perspective. And I thought Matt Eberflus, it was pretty clear. Chicago came into this game, and that was their game plan. We're going to be physical with the quarterback. He took more big hits in this game than he's taken all season, and you add the weather on top of it. I mean, the one linebacker squared up on not the play he got hurt on. He took the biggest hit. Just yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, so I think that was part of their game plan: be very, very physical with this team in in the in the terrible weather. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't like the way the offensive coaching staff handled it. I just have a little bit of a different take. You know, to me, they're so ingrained, and I've said less, and, and Jody has heard me say this a bunch they're not pass first they're not run first they're Jalen Hurst first and okay, yeah you can't take Jalen Hurts out of this offense and expect it to be the same offense. oh true true maybe true Bears maybe he can I mean they're a bad football team but I I think that's a slippery slope when you do that oh yeah it is it is and there's a it's hard to find the right mix but Balance. yep it can't be okay, the offense isn't working today, Jalen, you know, go out there and do something. And, and they devolve into that. They really do. And not a lot. I mean, they haven't, you know, the two games before this, they were running up points like they were going out of style. But we've seen this, this season, you know, where they just can't, uh, whatever they're trying to do isn't working. And, and they just rely on Jalen to sort of. Yeah, the indie game. Back. The indie game was probably the best example of that. Yeah, he just took put the team on his back in the fourth quarter and just. Yeah, and you if know. you keep doing that, this is going to happen, or something worse is going to happen. Yeah, 
What if this was a really bad shoulder injury and he was done for the season? What yeah. would we be talking about today? You know, that would and, not be good. It's not a conversation for today and probably not a conversation until after the Eagles either get beat in the postseason or have a parade. At some point, the conversation's got to turn to, do we want this guy as our quarterback for the next six years? And if so, how much are we going to pay him? Because the way that he plays the game does increase the possibility. As John likes to say all the time, and I agree with him, there's luck involved. The Eagles will never allow you to say that, but we know it's true. Injuries, there is a little luck involved, but there's also the ability to lessen the times you are at risk. And Eagles have to weigh that in the decision to uh, handle Jalen Hurts and his contract going forward. But again, that's a conversation for another day. Um, it is supposedly a happy Tuesday down at uh, Eagle Land today. And one guy who can actually probably be pretty happy is Jonathan Gannon. We're sitting here and questioning Sirianni and mm -hmm. Steichen on the offensive play calling. The defense showed up again on Saturday. Yeah. The, the, the Bears quarterback is a freak of nature. So, all right, he ran for 90 yards. Johnny Mack correctly said, oh, over 75, Jody. You said the number Easy. too low at 75. Easiest bet of the week for me. He had that at half. Yeah. So, he's a freak of nature. We acknowledge that. And, and no defense has been able to just shut him down running. Six more sacks this week, Les. Yeah. And, again, doing so without the quote-unquote blitz. Who the hell cares how many times they blitz if they get six sacks a week, three guys with two apiece. Does Jonathan Gannon have to hold back a smile when he talks to the media this afternoon? Oh, probably so. I mean, this defense really has solidified uh, as the season has gone on. It's had some ups and downs. There are games where you wish he would adjust more quickly to what the other team is doing. But, yeah, this was real solid. Yeah, Bears were missing two or three of their best weapons, and they don't really have great weapons <laughs> anyway. But uh, – you know, the, the, the defensive line has – and I was kind of worried about that defensive line early in the season. I didn't think it was really living up to its billing, but they brought in a whole bunch of new people. And, uh, you know, it's uh, – that has definitely helped, I think, uh, adding uh, Sue and, and Linval Joseph to the mix. Uh, suddenly you're seeing uh, Hassan Reddick romping around free and, and Josh oh, – Reddick has uh, been great, by know, the way. Yeah, man, man, Jody, you were right on that one. I'll give you. Yeah, I kind of the Hassan Reddick thing, you know, I was certainly pulling for him. It's a compelling story, but his career has been so odd in the NFL, especially. Yeah. That was one that I kind of wondered about going into the season, if he was so really going to have that kind of impact, yeah. you know, but hey, I was wrong. Yeah, he I, certainly I, has. He I certainly has had a he, tremendous impact. And, I uh, lobbied for the Eagles to get him last year. He didn't have yeah, to do Jody it. Jody was ground floor yeah, on a sound over in Carolina. He should have been here in Philadelphia last year, as a matter of fact. But the Eagles did get him for this year, which is the most important thing. And, yeah, I know he's a little undersized, but he's physical. Yeah, he might he be giving yeah. away 10 pounds to most defensive ends, but he plays a physical game. He's, he's one of the fastest guys, if your last name is in Fosa. Um, he might be as fast yeah. as anybody else in the National Football League coming off the edge. But he makes physical plays, too, and separates guys from the football. He got more forced fumbles again this week. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's a great, you know, if you can do that, that's gold. I mean, that's worth more than sacks to me, you know, being able to, to poke that ball out. That's, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, 
What impressed me most about the defense and Jonathan Gannon was not the pass rush because is Jody Jody talked about Justin Fields. I'm unbelievable. I I don't think I would ever say this, but I'm going to say it. I think he's a better runner than Lamar Jackson. He is unbelievable running the football. Never yeah. seen anything like it. Boy, is he slow processing in the passing game. Yeah. I mean, painfully slow. I mean, he holds on to the football. Now, part of that might be they have bad receivers. I was going to say, receivers. he's now, waiting for somebody to get open and nobody gets open. Yeah, but he holds on to the football. So you're you're going to get a lot of sacks against him. And the Eagles have had that in recent weeks mm-hmm. with Daniel Jones as well, Brian Tannehill as well. I didn't see this coming from Jonathan Gannon. Well, he flat out told me it wasn't coming. And that's Abonte Maddox at safety. Now, everybody came into this game. We lost Les for a second. Can you hear me, Les? Can you hear me? We might have lost his body. We might have lost Les. I'll, I'll say to you, Jody. Everybody came into this game. Are they going to start Kayvon Wallace at safety or are they going to elevate Anthony Harris? Right. Well, he took door number three. He didn't do either. This was Jim Schwartz-like. This is out of the box. And I haven't seen this from JG before. Um, so basically when they went with five-man fronts and they, went, they weren't concerned with fields in the passing game, and they shouldn't have been for the reasons I just talked about. Um, so they didn't play a lot of nickel. So when they weren't in nickel, they put Avante at safety. And when they needed a nickel, they put Avante back at nickel and let Kayvon Wallace play. I didn't see that coming last. I didn't think he had it in him. I mentioned that's like Jim Swartz out of the box. We don't know what's mm-hmm. coming. That's when Jim moved Avante Maddox back to safety when he was a rookie. Nobody was like, what are you going to do with safety? And all of a sudden, Avante's back there. Um, yeah, that was slick. I, I yeah. like that very much. Uh, yeah. I, I I was worried. I mean, yeah, I don't know how much longer uh, – Gardner Johnson is going to be out, uh, really. Uh, I know where it's got to be to January 1st. That's yes, the first at least until that. Yeah. I, that is a weak spot in their defense. Uh, and he did a good job, you know, kind of papering over it uh, against the Bears anyway. Uh, it's. I think we lost less again. Um, now, I don't know, Jody, if you can do that going forward because you're going to need a nickel corner against Dak Prescott and maybe Reed Blankenship is back this week. There's a potential for that. So maybe you don't need to do it, but it's going to be interesting to see this week against Dallas because obviously they're more capable in the passing game. So you can't just not play a nickel cornerback and do that same kind of toggling back and forth. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles handle it this week. But do you really need that extra cornerback against the Cowboys? Because that's why the Eagles are the better team than the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys are now a six-point favorite. That's mainly because Gardner Minshew is going to be the quarterback, not Jalen Hurts. But uh, I had a Cowboy guy on over the weekend on CBS. They have not come close to replacing Amari Cooper since he left. And they signed T.Y. Hilton, but they didn't activate him for the game this past week. Michael Gallup has been a almost complete non-factor this year. Um, I, I'm not afraid of the Cowboys receiving core coming into this game. Are you? No, I'm not their receiving core. Les, you, you got us now? Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, I, I don't uh, know what's going on with our connection, but I am back. Um, 
concerned with the Cowboys' uh, passing game and the receivers, other than C.D. Lamb? Not yeah, C.D. Lamb is is for real, and and I guess the tight end is pretty good, but no, not too much. And it's just so richly ironic that the Eagles are going to try to do this with Gardner Minshew when Dallas came in here, yeah, Cooper, and purposely uh, played the backup even though Dak was probably ready to play. They let Dak start the next week against Detroit, which was not the Detroit we're seeing right now, but the Detroit that nobody couldn't beat anybody. Um, and then use that as an excuse when the Eagles won as well. We, uh, if we had Dak, we won that game. You know, So it, it would be hilarious if Gardner Minshew went to Dallas on Christmas Eve and won. Um, and, and even if he doesn't, I think it's pretty savvy because this matchup, as much as it's been billed, it doesn't really, you know, this isn't the playoffs. Both of these teams are in the playoffs already. The Eagles only need to eat one of these last three games to get the number mm-hmm. one seed. I mean, the Eagles really, I mean, the fans need to win this game against Dallas, but the Eagles don't need to win. No, really. And, uh, you know, it, winning this matchup is a lot less important than winning the matchup that you're probably going to see you know, at some point in January. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it might be good to, to save a few cards uh, in the deck, you know, to, to not uh, have uh, Hertz out there and, uh, you know, give uh, Dallas the backup and see how they handle that. Mm, I want to get back to something John and I were discussing earlier and you just touched on it briefly, Les, and that's the decision for the game for whatever reasons – John's used the word hubris a couple of times so far, which could very well be attributable. Um, how do you just not come in and give Miles Sanders 20 carries in this game? I know that. And, and this is a question for both Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. The Bears can't stop anyone on the run. Uh, he's coming off his best game ever as a pro is Miles Sanders. And he doesn't get the football once till six minutes left in the second quarter. How does a decision like that come around? John's given us his opinion on why the Eagles went down the road that they did. What would you suggest, Les? Well, they said they liked these matchups they had on the outside with the receivers. I guess they were really thinking they would bury the Bears early, you know, get a huge lead and, you know, maybe not take the starters out again like they were able to do the previous few weeks. I, I would not have done it that way. I would have certainly run Miles Sanders. And also there were those RPOs. And I think Sirianni kind of hinted at this, that maybe Hirsch could have handed off on a few of those or more than a few of them and didn't. Um, I, I don't know what to make of it. I think it's, yeah, he certainly should have had more carries. There was talk that the bears had really uh, stacked the box. Uh, yeah, I get that. But to me, if they stack the box and you want to run, then you just bring in, you know, more tight ends and Andre Dillard is an out tight end and stuff like that. And you even up the box. Uh, I, I would have certainly gone more with Miles Sanders against this team. Uh, I, the fact that he fumbled and I think his fumble was a key event in the game, really making it so close in the third quarter, uh, you know, sort of works against that, but maybe he wouldn't have fumbled if he'd have gotten. Yeah. Maybe if he had a feel for it by that point. Yeah. Yeah. 
But well, I do and that's think if he hadn't fumbled, this would have been the kind of game we all expected. They were up 17-6 yeah. and pulling away. And I think they would have won very, very, very comfortably had he not fumbled, but he didn't. Yeah, and it had uh, early, it had a bit of a Washington vibe. Same thing. And and the fact that the, the time of possession was so out of whack mm-hmm. in the first quarter, I, I think it was, the Eagles had the ball for like two, a little bit over two minutes in the first quarter. To Chicago, they deferred, obviously, uh, Jody. Uh, they won the they're back winning the coin toss they deferred uh chicago went on a, a which oh by long... the way i got a tweet about that i would have done the same thing as sirianni did i got no problem with his decision I, my my big and yeah i take a lot of grief for this last because i second guessed the coach the fact that i think it's by rote if they win the coin toss they automatically defer they don't even contemplate it it's just a given that they're going to buy mm-hmm. into the analytics which annoys the snot out of me but there are certainly weeks where the play is to defer. So I don't always say the Eagles have to take the ball. No. And, I just uh, say you I'm, gotta I'm at least only, give it two seconds of thought before you make your decision. Yeah, I'm only pointing out Chicago had the long drive. Now, they didn't score, but they right. had a pretty long drive uh, on their first drive. And they, uh, I think they failed to convert on a fourth and two or three or whatever it was. Uh, and the Eagles took over. And then you had, they converted one first down uh, on the third play. It was the, the big pass to Devontae Smith. Uh, and then the interception. Um, so it was four plays. Chicago got the ball back again. They, they converted, I think, two first downs. Again, they didn't score. Then the Eagles were back. Uh, and it was incomplete, incomplete, incomplete punt. And that was it. That was the first quarter. That was it. So they had the football for two minutes, essentially. They had the turnover, um, incomplete, incomplete, incomplete in that weather. And that's why I had the bigger issue with that part of the game plan than anything else. They came out, like Bless said, oh, we love these matchups. We love and, – and by the way, Les, A.J. Brown was raving about Jalen Johnson as a player – Mm-hmm. Kyler Gordon's a very young player. Rookies doesn't get it yet, I don't think, but he had the interception. You can see the ta- talent there. They at least have talented cornerback. Right. I, I, I didn't get the game plan. I didn't get no. it. No, actually, their their rating against the pass was much, much better than the rating against the run. I just don't – I didn't understand why they liked these matchups so much other than they just wanted to get the game over with and – and get out of there. Yeah, you know, they clearly they showed to up. Get that twenty-one nothing lead, and then just bleed the clock from there. I think yeah. that was what yeah. they were trying right. to do. Yeah. All right. Let me get one more uh, get complaint on the record here, and I need both of your guys' takes on it as well. Um, Boston Scott had another nice kick return, put the Eagles in outstanding field position. A shame on them that it took them as long as it did to get Boston Scott out there and say kick returner. But I thought when he took it back the way he did. Maybe they'd reward him a little bit. He got zero touches on Sunday. Zero. Goose egg. Other than his kickoff return, he did not get a handoff. He did not get a ball thrown his way in the passing game. A zero-touch game for Boston Scott. Last year, in six of the Eagles' 17 games, he got double-digit carries. Uh, More than 10 or more. He has had none this year. No Boston Scott double-digit carries. 
Why is Boston Scott buried on this offensive chart right now, guys? Well, you're seeing, you know, Miles Sanders used more, although certainly was not the case Sunday, but Sanders is carrying more and, and getting the ball more than he ever has in his career. So that right, right there is one big reason. And, I, and they're using Kenny Gainwell a lot. And I, I kind of go up and down on Kenny Gainwell. There are times when he makes nice plays. There are times when I wonder, why would you use Kenny Gainwell on this type of play? He's not a power back. He's not a you know, big – he, he isn't even as powerfully built as Boston Scott, even though they're both smaller guys. Um, you know, I think those are the two – I think he's behind Sanders and Gainwell at this point. Uh, he's kind of a role player, and they don't always have a role, but he, probably they should have Sunday after everything we've spoken about, about – Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, four or five Boston Scott carries would not have gone amiss to me. I I will say this about Boston. He should have been the kick returner from day one. Yeah. I, I don't know why it took him so long to figure that out. Uh, at Les Bowen, follow Les on Twitter, still writing uh, at Facebook uh, there. I know I want to get less for Jacob Sports, but I know you need that credential. The Eagles are stingy with credentials. and They are, yes. Um, Les Bowen should be credentialed. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But uh, I'll leave you with this final one, and that's uh, uh, about Gardner Minshew and the fact that this is a really good backup quarterback, Les. Mm -hmm. I, I think this is a top-five backup quarterback. And if, if you force me to list the top 32 quarterbacks in the world, Gardner would be on that list. So I think he deserves to be a starter in this league somewhere from a meritocracy standpoint. Now I'm not, you know, we'd probably be bottom five, but yeah. um, he's not terrible. Uh, no. Don't and, give up and, hope with Gardner Minshew. You agree with that? Oh, absolutely. If Dallas's defense plays the way it played against Jacksonville last weekend, I, Gardner Minshew can win this game. <laughs> you know, uh, Dallas is having some trouble here. Uh, this Their defense was – really fearsome earlier in the season and they're second overall in sacks, I think, but that's not happening right now. They've kind of run out of gas a little bit defensively. It looks like I don't, I'm not watching their games. I'm reading about, you know, what the reporters there say, but uh, yeah, I, Minshew is a very capable, we saw him, you know, he, he yeah. played very well. It was the jets. Yes. But he came in. It's very hard to play like that when you, you don't really play all year. You know, your net, your timing isn't down with everybody and all that stuff. He'll have a he'll have a decent week of practice this week to get ready, and I expect him to play reasonably well uh, Saturday in in Dallas. And you know, if if the Eagles' defense does its job, I I think he can win this game. Now, I thought about this uh, last night when I was doing my show on WIP. I thought, hey, at least Gardner can pick up the phone and ask some of his ex-teammates what the issues yeah. were with Dallas yeah. because he's a former Jacksonville guy. And then I started to look at Ross. I go, damn, none of these guys even played with Gardner. <laughs> the NFL is such a turnover league. He just left there last year. Yeah. And the Jags under Dougie P have pretty much changed the entire Ross. So if Gardner's going to get it done, he's going to get it done on his own. We'll see if he does. Les Bowen always gets it done when he comes out with us. Les, appreciate it. Uh, feel free to uh, keep your eagle green on all day. Okay. Thanks very much, Jody. Take care, you guys. Got it. That's Happy last
you with us on uh, Birds 365. A couple connection issues, but we worked through that. All right. Uh, quick point of view. I'm just going to give you a tease here, Johnny Mac, um, by asking you a question. The Philadelphia Eagles starting quarterback, not against the Dallas Cowboys this week, but the week after against the New Orleans Saints will be who? Think about it. I'll tell you, I think it's going to be when we come back. Birds 365, you're on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. John McBone and Jody McDonald here as your Mac and Mac, parts 365 guys. All right, I teased this before we went to break, Johnny Mac. And during the break, I checked the uh, stream, uh, and we've got a bunch of Eagle fans checking in, and a good percentage of them are saying, who should be the Eagles quarterback this week? Jalen Hurts. That yeah, you got to play to pain. This is the Cowboys. This is a rivalry game. We can't afford to. They're ducking Dak Prescott. No, they're not. 
Jalen Hurts. No, I, I, it, yeah, I'll, I'll let, I, because I got a bunch of people on Twitter, but both wins. He should play. I think he's playing. I think the injury is more serious than a, he's got a sprained shoulder. He's not more serious than that. And he's, and not, he's probably not playing this. Not week. ducking the game. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to take it a step further, even, which is going to annoy those who want to see Jalen play this week. Uh, not only don't I think Jalen's playing this week, and you said that Sirianni said on WIP this morning they haven't ruled him out for Sunday. Yeah. What, what do we got to go here, Johnny Mac? 99.99% chance yeah. that he's not playing here go, this week? I'm, I'm going to go, yeah, I'll always leave it. Nine, I, right. I'm going to go lower, 97.9. Oh, you're that? you're leaving yeah. a 2% change. Yeah. I, I, I'm a hundredth of a percent change. He's not going to play. Gardner oh, Minshew I'm 100% is. personally. Yeah. Gotcha. Gardner Minshew is. If Gardner Minshew wins, starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles against the New Orleans Saints the week after, they'll have locked it up, but Jalen have sat a week. You know, they're going to try and get guys off the field to protect them. And all. Starting quarterback versus the Saints, Ian Book. That they um, will put Gardner Minshew into the mix of Guys, we can't afford to get hurt in a... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try game that means absolutely nothing the Saints draft pick be damned if you're still worried about that the Eagles are narrow focused on 2022 and not going to prioritize a 2023 draft pick over what's best for the team in 2022 on a Super Bowl quest Ian Book out of mothballs out of witness protection by the way Ian Book's a snap away right now exactly um 
I, I hear what you're saying. I think that's more of a uh, potential for week 18. I think Gardner would still play against the Saints. Um, and then I think uh, what your scenario might be more realistic r- realistic for week 18. Um, but remember, you need a backup quarterback. The Eagles don't have – that's they don't have a, a – a, uh, practice squad quarterback. Uh, uh, that was another put, question. You know, that was my next question was going to be, will um, they sign a practice squad quarterback this week? It's interesting. The they might. I mean, you have so many, um, uh, so many, you have 16 practice squad players. So you, you have so many options now you could easily do it. You know, how quickly can it get up to speed, all that stuff? Um, I don't know if they will do it, but they certainly could. Um, you know, Gardner would have to dress and be the backup. Uh, I think he would play January 1st. I don't think he would play um, week 18. And if he did, he might start and they might pull him really, really quickly. Um, So that's how I think the Eagles will handle it. The interesting part to me is if they lose in Dallas, um, you know, then where are we? You know, because they got to win a game. Um, and and if Gardner plays poorly in Dallas and they lose, then then things start to get interesting, because I do believe if they needed the game, Jalen Hurts would try to play through this, um, and they don't need the game. But all of a sudden, if they get blown out and Gardner looks terrible, you still got to find a win in there, and obviously. You know, that might be the Super Bowl for Mickey Loomis because he's going to get fired, especially if the Eagles embarrass him again. He's going to get fired for sure. And then you have the Giants in week 18. They might be fighting for the playoff spot. So they might have to play hard. You got to get a game here. So that to me would be the most interesting scenario if they lose, not only lose to Dallas, but Gardner plays poorly. And by the way, I don't think he's going to play poorly. Nor do I. I think he'll give them a chance to win this week, uh, and Chris Sims will gloat that uh, he was right about Gardner Minshew being capable of uh, quarterbacking the Eagles to a uh, successful season, damn close to what Jalen Hurts is doing. I don't believe that a little bit, but that's Sims on the record. Uh, But I'm going to stand by this. Ian Book to the rescue against the Saints, his former team, if Gardner Minshew wins this week. I actually took a call last night on, on WIP, John. What happens if Gardner goes in and throws four or five touchdowns? Then what uh, you- we're going to have the the occasional idiot that says he's you know better. And, and you have the same thing after the Jets game. Now, Jalen was much yeah, less. Jalen wasn't an MVP no, candidate when Gardner no, went in and what, did what he, he did was, against the Jets. He, he, he was much less entrenched, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you had the same thing. Yeah, you'll have the occasional. Yeah, the same. I mean, this city, most cities love the backup quarterback. This city more than most because of Nick Foles. Um, yeah, they'll be the okay, but very few. But they'll be the odd idiot out there, no question. Very here's few, my, though. Very few. Here's my question to you about uh, Gardner and the Eagles' play calling. They just plug him in, and, well, we know they're not going to have as many designated running plays. But is he going to run the same, you called it RPO-based running game, this week 
or do they adjust it at all because it's not Jalen Hurts, it's the quarterback of the offense? No, I, I think they have to adjust a little bit. Now, Garner has more <laughs> mobility than most realize. I mean, he's a pretty mobile guy. He's not Jalen Hurts. He's not Justin Fields, but he's also not, you know, stone foot Mike Lennon in the pocket. I mean, he can move a little bit, but um, yeah, you're not going to be as effective uh, on those RPOs. He doesn't have the Jalen Hurts capability, so you got to tweak it a little bit. Um, and I think got Dallas Scottish got to be back. That's going to be big um, because, um, and that was a surprise to me. I guess maybe maybe that was based on opponent and and maybe weather and why they kept Dallas out of that game. Um, so they were smart enough to know the weather might be disadvantageous. Yeah, well, that's why guys, I got a problem. Didn't know the weather could potentially have a disadvantageous effect on the quarterback. Well, that's part of the hubris part of it. I think opponent had something to do with it as well. Um, and they thought the Bears, and the Bears aren't good, let's be honest. But they're still an NFL team, and Nick Sirianni plays that lip service. It's not like Alabama's scheduling, you know, Furman or whoever, whomever. Any NFL team can jump up and bite you. The Houston Texans, the one twelve and one Houston Texans, had the Chiefs on the verge. Had Chiefs had to go to overtime to win that football game. So anybody can beat anybody in this league. Everybody pays lip service to that, but I think the Eagles took the Bears a little bit for granted, and they were able to get it done and persevere. So they deserve credit for that. Uh, but I, I bring up Dallas because obviously. Um, the Eagles uh, ended up with 300 passing yards, but it was all to basically A.J. Brown um, and Devontae Smith. The other receivers, Quez had four receptions for six yards. Kenny Gainwell, two for nine. Jack stole one for six. Miles Sanders lost 13 yards. I mean, they got nothing from anybody else in the passing game. So it's time to get Dallas Goddard back and, That'll be a big get back for the Eagles and a big, big get back, not get back because Gardner hasn't been playing, but he'll be big for Gardner Minshew. Agreed there. And this is another critique of the offense. I, I said this Sunday uh, on my Iron football show on CBS, the Eagles are too in love with the wide receiver screen and have been ah, Sirianni yeah, yeah, came yeah. into the – and I know, oh. I know Devontae Smith made a huge wide receiver screen play in the third quarter, maybe it was the fourth, when he needed to get a third down conversion and was third and long, and he broke a tackle to get there. So kudos to Devonta Smith, but they, they, Quez made me think of Jalen Rager this weekend, and I never want to think of Jalen Rager again. Why, why do they keep going back By to this, way, Johnny Mack? Speaking of, did you see the Jalen Rager game on Saturday? Oh, my God. That poor kid. Jody, I got to say this real quick. Obviously, Minnesota came back. Largest comeback in the NFL history. So, in a lot of ways, when I talked about Chicago and being very physical with uh, 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 Jalen Hurts, Teams, Kevin O'Connell was talking about this at his press conference. Teams have gotten very physical with Justin Jefferson. They're taking shots at him. Um, and he had to he had to come out of that game twice, twice 
for one play only one play they were you know he got hit in the head and and they got a check the first time he came out Jalen uh, Jalen Rager comes in Kirk Cousins throws him the football he moves he sat down and he throws it and then he moves to his right it ends up as a pick six it it it, it, it like he doesn't understand the the cardinal rule of being a receiver in this league do not fool the quarterback. The second time, and and maybe this is Kirk Cousins' fault because he's throwing the football to Jalen Rager. Yeah, he's the second the time Jefferson comes out, he throws a deep shot to Rager. He stops running. He had the inside position. He stops running, and it was a a, a sort of a punt like interception. So Kirk Cousins had two interceptions in a game, which in other uh, otherwise he was lights out, both because he threw the football to Jalen Rager, who did not run the right route. So I just had to – I at this stage, I don't think the light is turning on for Jalen Rager. But I will say this about Jalen Rager. He did not predict a Viking win before a loss like yeah. he had done the week before. He <laughs> – how how stupid but, would he have felt if he had guaranteed yeah. to win? They were down thirty three to nothing at half. He might but he might not back, have come out for the second half. He might have just gotten his car and driven home. But, but getting he didn't back do that to this week. the way to go, Jalen. Way to scale back on those predictions. But, but bringing time, it back to Quez Watkins on the wide receiver screen, I'm with you. I would have thrown that in the trash uh, last year, and the Eagles really. Then they did, as you mentioned, they get. I'll tell you what, if you are going to run it, run it to AJ or to Bonte. Right. I mean, yeah, I would throw it in the trash, but if you're going to run it, run it to those guys. They seem to be, uh, and, and here's one that I was absolutely wrong about. I thought that uh, Zach Pascal could be a factor in the passing game and more so than just the blocking uh, wide receiver tight uh, slash tight end position. They never throw him the ball. He's not on the field all that much. I thought that he would get more time than he has, but they're they're they seem like they're they're setting their ways that they're going to make Quez Watkins that third wide receiver, not the top two, and then a major drop off. Like yes, one, two, three. Uh, they're force feeding the ball to Quez Watkins, and yeah, I just they're don't bigger. Think he's earned it. They're bigger fans of Quez than I am personally. And I like Quez, but I just don't see it. I mean, he can run if you want to let him run by people. But as far as the manufactured touch, I talked about him as a kick returner. He's not a good kick returner either. He's not the guy who's going to break a tackle and make somebody miss. He's the guy who's going to run by people. So if you want to make – if you you want to – throw him a deep ball occasionally because he's not getting double coverage and see if he can just run by the deep pop, the top, so to speak. All right. But these manufactured touches, not going to work. I do want to ask you about one other play in the game uh, from Sunday. Um, And for those of us who said the Eagles were going to win by double digits and shame on me all week long up until Friday, I was saying, or the trap game, it could be a look ahead game. This game could actually be competitive. And then on Friday, I said, I crunched all the numbers and looked at everything. I said, no, the Eagles are going to win by double digits again. So I picked them to win by double digits. And they didn't because of the touchdown they gave up in the fourth quarter. 
where we talk about Andre Wedded, how long it takes Justin Fields to get rid of the ball. Oh, he could have taken another two seconds to wait and still thrown the ball down the sidelines to the blatantly wide open Bears wide receiver that after the game they said it was a miscommunication, a breakdown in the defensive backfield. Slay just let him run right by him, and there was no safety help over the top. Marcus Epps wasn't even close. Did you either get a feel or get a quote after the game as to uh, how that guy got as wide open as he did? Darius Slay certainly uh, covered his own backside on social media after the game saying, if you don't know what happened on that play, that's on you. Uh, He's saying it wasn't his responsibility. What the hell happened on that last touchdown that cost anyone who decided the Eagles minus eight and a half was good play? You know, you can see it in all these defenses that use, um, you know, it's always tough to tell when you, when you play so much quarters uh, and that's sort of the Eagles uh, default coverage. Um, And the whole thing's about communication. And that's why the Eagles have been the best about the best that plays the Pangeo defense now, because they have Slay and Bradbury who are both so intelligent uh, savvy players um, and they communicate well with the safeties now remember you have all these moving parts at safety as well with, we talked about it before with Abonte and Kayvon no Chauncey no no Reed Blankenship so they had all these moving parts I'm surprised the communication hasn't broke down more you see it with these other teams I just talked about Rager in Minnesota they're, they're the perfect example. They play the same defense of the Eagles. You wouldn't know it because they have blown coverages every week. They're awful um, and, and pass defense. And if you're watching their games, you're like, the guys are running free. Jamison Williams, his first touchdown. He's running free. Jamison Williams. Nobody's within 20 yards. Not because um, it's a blown coverage, you know. You're, you're supposed to pass the guy off, and if you don't communicate properly, you have these ugly plays, which is one of the one of the issues I have with this scheme, to be honest. Uh, when it does happen, and you're pointing out, Jody, it looks ugly. Yeah. And it's not um, Slay getting beat by Pringle. Um, it's, it's, it's a blown coverage. It's a miscommunication. And you have these players running free. That's the biggest issue I have with this style of defense is it's so dependent on communication with the back end. And that communication breakdown would be an understatement on that given play because Pringle was wide open. Slay thought it was a safety. The safety thought Slay was going to take him further down the field, and it ended up being an easy touchdown for the Bears. But – and then you had to survive an onside kick, but they did, and the Eagles win 25-20. But there are still many questions about the birds going forward, most of them on the right shoulder of Jalen Hurts. We'll get a, another perspective on it when our buddy Chris Franklin from NJ.com jumps aboard. He's scheduled to join us next here on Birds 365. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Mac guys here on Birds 365. I hope to be joined by uh, Chris Frank from FranJ.com. Uh, hopefully, he jumps in on the stream uh, any minute now. Um, you guys both will be down uh, at the Novacare Complex today, which should be a fun Tuesday because there are some very legitimate questions to be asked and answers to be dodged and spins to be given <laughs> on the Eagles sitting right here now with a backup quarterback. Most likely, 99.99% going to be starting against the Dallas Cowboys this week. Uh, You'll be able to question both uh, the head coach and the offensive coordinator. Now, a bit of a different week. Uh, 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 Nick is talking today. Shane and JG aren't talking until Oh, they're going to wait till Wednesday? Yeah, Um, because they're playing Saturday. So a little bit things skewed. That's why Thursday I got to bail. For hour two on the show. <clears throat> um, so everything's kind of moved up a day and they had to juggle the coordinators around, uh, but they're not going to speak to Wednesday. So no happy Tuesday. Uh, we get Nick Sirianni. Well, it's happy though, Chris, right? Happy, happy Tuesday because uh, <laughs> Franklin's in the house. Yeah. Happy Tuesday. How yeah. you guys doing? <laughs> All right. We got the Christmas tree uh, up. I like that. I like that as the background, Chris Franklin. You know, you got to try to be festive sometimes. You know, it's, it's it's a joyous time, I think, when you look around Philadelphia. You know, they actually have a 13-1 and record. And, yeah, you know, some cold a little bit with the Hurts injury. But, meh, everything goes. <laughs> Speaking of, I thought you might be outside after we survived Chicago. Oh. This is this is easy. This is easy. <laughs> I took the dog out this morning. I didn't even put my hat on. I'm like, this is nothing. 
it's a heat wave compared to that place. I, yeah. I, the, the Chicago cold. I'm like, this it can't be that bad. It's just 17. Like, oh my gosh, golf cold. Like, all right, no more, no more, no more. Yeah, all right, since since you do <laughs> rough riders out there taking the cold in Chicago, uh, that'll be my first question. Is this an issue with Jalen Hurts going forward? Forget the bad shoulder. Let's put that aside for a second. He admitted after the game his hand was <laughs> numb. He couldn't feel the football. I know he's from down south, and he played at Alabama. He was here as the quarterback of the Eagles last year, right? There were a couple of cold games last year. Is this a concern that Jalen Hurts, when the games count the most, late December, January, and or February, Jalen Hurts is a quarterback that you have to worry about the weather with? I don't think so. I think think it's like what he's done with his passing. I think he's going to find a way to adapt and. I know. Uh, I don't think he's going to be standing in a freezer trying to find the right like uh, combination of things to make him feeling better. But I think he's going to have a lot of. He's going to find a way to rectify things because saw as the game went on, he started to get a lot better. So I don't know if they changed the visor. I don't know if he put some more of that that, that, that balm they put on their skin or anything else oh, like that. Yeah. But yeah, maybe that helped out. But I think you'll see a, a correction and maybe an extra heater just for him to, to fix some of that stuff. By the way, for the people panicking, he actually played better after he sprained his shoulder yeah. than before, uh, which is kind of a kind of amazing. Um, I do what since we're talking about Jalen, Chris. I I haven't brought this up on the show, but it, <clears throat> I wrote about it, and I, I believe it. There's a lot of people who look at that game and said, "Well, Jalen's going to lose the MVP, and he probably will. He certainly will now. Patrick Mahomes is going to get it because he's." likely going to miss some time but i was the opposite i'm like put this this is a check mark in his column he played poorly arguably his worst game of the season from a passer rating standpoint it was and then you look up and he did something again that nobody else has ever done in the history of the national football league and oh by the way he won the football game Dallas loses. Kansas City's taking Houston in, in, in overtime. Um, everybody has these lulls. You look up at the end of the game, 300 yards passing, 60 yards rushing, three touchdowns. Nobody in the history of the league has reached those numbers. Now, you can manipulate these statistics, and I'm not a stats guy. But still, when nobody – they've been playing this game for a long time. When nobody does that, and you're saying, "Oh, this is a terrible game from Jalen Hurts," I don't get it. I don't get it. It's crazy because it's become a Sunday night ritual now. When we all get the email about saying, "Okay, from the seven that's from Sunday," it's like it's basically become Jalen Hurts every single yeah. week. There's something new that he's doing, and I think when the MVP, I think it's, I really think it was one of those things where he probably could have played if it if it was like a playoff game or a game where the Eagles needed to be like, "Hey." You need to win to continue to have a shot doing. He probably would have gutted it out and still be playing right now. I mean, oh, I agree. Shoulders thing. Oh, if they needed yeah. this game, he would play. Yeah. I think. yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. And I think the fact that, especially when they're saying like, okay, it could be a couple weeks, that sounds like a grade one spring to me. And when you see that, and usually the way he was still throwing the ball, probably it probably was more sore the following day. So that's why he's like, all right, you know what, let's take it easy. But I just look at the way he's doing it right now and. If if you probably had one more one or two one more game playing, if he's playing, I think you've played against the Cowboys and he win. I think he would have sewed it up. That's I, I think personally, but the fact that he's going to miss it now, I think that basically Mahomes is going to sit there and, and Andy Reid's prediction that he made last week is going to be correct now. 
things. The NBP conversation is one thing. I want to have a different com conversation about Jalen Hurts going forward. If Gardner goes in and plays well and they win the game, that helps to add pressure to Jalen Hurts. If Gardner goes in and loses the game, it may help Jalen's MVP status, but it also is going to ratchet up the pressure for the playoffs because people are now talking about, oh, you can't play the football game like this. You're going to get hurt. We can't make him the quarterback of the future going forward. How much did the pressure get ratcheted up on Jalen Hurts because he took a bump in the shoulder and is going to cautiously sit out the game this week? I don't think it put any pressure on him when it came to that aspect. I think all the pressures on Gardner because he's got, listen, he's a free agent after this year, and this is his chance in front of a national audience to show that, hey, you know what, I deserve to be in the conversation to be a starter for another team because we all know that he wants to be a starter. He, he's voiced that last year. He voiced he, He's looking forward to it again before the season. He, you know, he's, he's mentioned that he wanted to be a starter as well too. So I think there's going to be a lot of pressure more on Gardner than I think what hurts when everything is said and done. And <laughs> listen, I, I, I've seen the way that he's done. I think he can handle it. I think Gardner can do that, especially with the mindset that he comes in with. So I think he can have some success when it comes to that. What What would you like to wager with me, Chris Franklin, that Gardner Minshew is not a starting quarterback opening day in the NFL next year? That's a lot of teams. Oof. 32 yeah, teams. 32. I think he's a top Zero. 32 quarterback. I don't. I don't know. I think somebody – he's going to be in a – I think he's going to be in a competition with somebody in training camp. I really right. do. Well, Dang. here's here here's the issue. Like I agree with you, Jody. He's not going to be a starting quarterback, but I also think he's a top thirty-two quarterback. But it's not a strict meritocracy. Like everyone looks at Gardner's upside and says, "We need a better upside than that." We don't want to designate him as the starter, but he should be a starter. He should be a starting quarterback. But you know, everybody's going whether it's going they're going to draft a kid or they're going to try to develop somebody with upside. That stinks the high heaven, but at least they can sell to their fan base. Well, he's got upside. Gardner Minshew's Gardner Minshew. So I think Jody's right, but I think Gardner Minshew's a starter. I think he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the world. And then when you look at Houston Texans and their history of taking quarterback as well, too, who knows? Gardner might be the one the next thing. He's the same thing. So I don't, I don't, I think he's what he's, he is in my, my top 32. I probably think he's a. I'm not going to make a Chris well, Sims. Bottom five, but back. he's in my top thirty-two. <laughs> but he would be bottom five. But yeah. I hear what Jody's saying. Nobody's going to sell that to their fan base. No, Gardner no Benjamin. chance that he's yeah. their starting quarterback at the start of the season. Could he start games? Well, he's starting a game this week, and he's going to start games in the future for another team. But it's not going to be his the start the starting quarterback. He'll come in when a guy gets hurt. Mark yeah. my words. All right, let's talk about Jalen Hurts and the injury because that's the whole thing. So I want to get where you are with this, uh, Chris. Jody knows where I am. Um, I know where Jody is. You, you have this narrative that the Eagles have to protect Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, I don't know if it's the timing because they're 13 and one, but they're running him too much. They're putting him in peril too much. Where are you? in that debate. I don't, I don't mind. I'm running them. I don't mind. I'm running them. I don't think that the way I, I wasn't a fan of the way that they deployed their running game against the bears. I thought the fact that you had to wait till six forty one left in the second quarter to get uh, Miles Sanders, his first carry. I thought that was pretty troublesome as well, too. Like if for me, the limit is about 
10, 10 to 12 runs a game for Hertz. And that's even then I feel like that's kind of high. I don't mind when it comes to the, the, the zone reads and he has to pull the ball. Okay. I get that. that that's available to you. And if you're down by the goal and quarterback sneaks, I know they count into that. That I have no problem. The victory that. formation, they count. That too, as well. <laughs> that too. Yeah. But I think as he starts to go along and he starts to get a little bit older, you want to see this guy for as long as he can, because listen, he's in line for an extension and I'm pretty sure the Eagles want to have him around so that they're not paying him all his time, paying him his whole entire time, you know, while he's just sitting on there on the injury, on the IR. So I think as the years go, I don't think we'll see as much running as we do, say, a year, two years down the line for that. But for the rest of this season, I, 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 the Eagles cannot have him running as much as they did on design runs because they do. They're, they're, they're just setting themselves up to potentially seeing Gardner and Drew coming in more and more if, if they do that. Right. Uh, John used the word change in the first hour. You're right. The Eagles aren't going to change their offense. They can tinker with it. They can yeah. make adjustments. They can scale it back slightly. Not talking about installing a whole new offense to project Jalen, but the play calling can be directed in a way that puts him less in, in harm's way. And uh, that the, you and I see it the same. Mr. Franklin, I, when you get a happy, real, when real, real quick, because I just want to get a follow up on the injury because I thought Matt Everflus came into this game with a plan to be physical with Jalen Hurts. And I heard Kevin O'Connell talking yesterday about how teams are taking shots at Justin Jefferson. Now, um, it, it, is that a concern? Because while football isn't what it was in the 90s, are teams going to say, just take shots at Jalen Hurts, especially now with the shoulder injury? Are we going to see that? Honestly, I'm shocked it hasn't happened more across the league with all the different quarterbacks because I used to have a coach that used to say, hey, take a 15-yard penalty as long as you knock the quarterback down and send a message. Okay, do that. Because once you get that first hit on the quarterback, that first truly impactful thing, they're thinking the whole entire rest of the game. I mean, take yourself, take shots beforehand, start looking like, get up. Like, I don't know if I want to do that ever again. <laughs> and it's like, like well, question, why am I on this field? So I look at that stuff. I'm, I, I, if I'm, that's the thing. I know, I know the blitzes aren't getting, that's why I think the Eagles made a point to really work on their blitz off pick, blitz pickups in the office when it comes to blitzes because they know teams are going to take free shots. I mean, you don't want to keep them upright. You don't want to keep them accumulating these hits. So I think, I, I think we're going to see it for us. season. it's, it's matter of how creative some of these defensive coordinators are going to be to make sure they get a free runner to go ahead and put those shots on and look at the rest of the season. Saints, I think, could be a problem with that. Giants, not so much, but in the playoffs, I think if they face the 49ers, say like a D'Amico Ryans, I think he could find ways. He could find ways, I think, to get get, get, get hurt on the ground a few times. So that's what has me concerned. If it's a matchup. Um, if he were playing this week, Michael Parsons would have found a way to get the Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and make him pay a physical price. But that now is out the window because Gardner Minshew is going to be their starter. All right. Uh, let's go to the other side of the ball. I know you guys don't get a happy Tuesday, but you get a happy Wednesday instead. Uh, <laughs> I brought this up with Les earlier. Six more sacks. Six more yesterday. Yet there are still members of Eagle Nation fan base that say, yeah, this guy's not aggressive enough. When you lead the not league blessed. in sacks and, and, and he's widening the, 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 the difference between them and the Cowboys, who's still number two each and every single week, how does Jonathan Gannon just not laugh out loud when he talks to you guys on Wednesday? 
I think he I think he has his own little chuckles in private when it comes yeah. to there. Not one another thing was I saw one time we came to total blitzes, the Eagles were in the middle of the pack. And, he, and he see you saw it sometimes even when it came to the Bears, they were, yeah. they were bringing some pressure that way too. So Oh, and that when they brought pressure, that was the David Montgomery touchdown, by the way. People are yeah. blitz, blitz, <laughs> blitz. They called a blitz touchdown. Why'd you do David it? <laughs> I, I, I look at I think Gannon's done a really good job. I mean, I think when you hear the way that Hassan Reddick talked after the game. When he's asking the players, like, hey, what do you like? And, and he sees that and he's getting a feel yeah. for it because those guys are actually experiencing it. They're seeing it from the field level. And then that's when you have guys in the boot up at top there looking at it too. Marrying those two together, he's basically he's trusting the veteran guys that are on that staff that do, and putting them in positions what they feel comfortable with. And you're seeing the dividends from that. So I have no problem with that as well, too. And you, you can't blitz all the time because if you want to be blitz happy, look at the Giants and look at what their defense is doing right now. I know they don't have the same personnel like they like the Eagles do, but at the same time, you look at the scheme. You look that there's a reason why they have live by the blitz, die by the blitz. So you can't yeah. you can't consistently do that. And especially they've been in this so game. successful. I, I I mean, what else do you want? They're getting home with four. It's exactly what the goal of every team. Get home with four. You're able to have uh, seven in coverage. I don't understand why why people are still complaining about this defense other than they don't realize what year it is. So they're comparing it to Buddy Ryan or Jim Johnson or Bud Carson compared to the other teams in 2022. I, I mean, 55 sacks, which, by the way, the, the franchise record is 62, I believe. Um, they're going to break that most likely. Um, they've never had more players with six or more. So all the Reggie Clyde teams, whatever team you want to go, they've never had as many uh, different players with six or more. Um, Sweat's going to, at nine and a half, if Slay was joking around about that, <laughs> not, not quite 10 yet. Javon Hargrave, boy, that's a difficult decision with him. He's having such a big year on a contract year. Um, Hassan Reddick has been... Jody should take a bow because he's been advocating for Hassan Reddick since basically when he was in Arizona. Um, he's been phenomenal for this team. But JG deserves a lot of credit. Yes, and this yes. is what I brought up earlier in the show. Boy, he surprised me with the safety work. He toggled between Avante Maddox and Kayvon Wallace. Everybody was like, is he going to start Kayvon or is he going to elevate Anthony Harris? He said, "Get you know what? We don't need a nickel corner because Justin Fields can't process, has terrible receivers. We're not worried about the passing game for the most part. Um, we're not going to need a nickel that much. When we don't need a nickel, play Avante at safety. When we do need a nickel, play Kayvon at safety. Man, I was like, I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, and I have to give credit where credit is due. Kayvon Wallace did play a good game on Sunday. They both played. Avante yeah. was in on the two force fumbles. Kayvon led the team in sacks. So Kayvon yeah. did what he does well. Avante <laughs> does what he does well in coverage. I thought it was brilliant. It, it was really good. And, and I think that one thing that we saw, and I'll get back to JG, JG in a sec, but I think the one thing that we saw is really underrated when it comes to Avante Maddox is his ability to help and run support. And that was a full yeah. thing. Even before this game, he does a great job setting the edge. He gets a great job turning everybody back. But I think that goes, once again, goes back to how Gannon is looking. He know, He's got a good feel for what his players can do now. And 
I look at that too. I just, I just thought, I just personally, I just knew like, oh, Anthony Harris is coming up. I thought he's, I thought it was yeah. a shoe, and that he's coming in that way too. The fact that he had confidence in his own guys, he he stuck with his own plan, he stuck with his own game plan, and looked at it and saw that. I thought that was huge, and and it, it worked out very well for him. So, Gannon, Gannon's playing his way out. He's playing his way out for Philadelphia, but for a good reason. And I think for these for Eagles fans for the time being right now, I think they should just enjoy what he's be, he's being able to do right now with this defense, this historic defense in, in terms of the, what the Eagles are doing. All right, uh, two-part question for you, Chris Franklin. Number one, who throws more interceptions in Saturday's game between the Cowboys and the Eagles, Dak Prescott or Gardner Minshew? Prescott, because I think overall when you look at the way Ooh. that Gardner plays his – I think the way that Gardner plays his, his type of game – because if because I was I looked this I found this out yesterday I was looking up the numbers. Gardner Minshew plays well when especially when they used to play action pass, especially this screams run game for the Eagles. It, it thought last week would have done it too, but this screams run game for the Eagles and the way he throws a play action. He's only thrown one interception in his career. It's like seven touchdowns, one interception when they used off the plate and do that. And then also now, is, the intermediate short RPO game. RPO in, in your definition is RPO considered play action. To me, it is. To me, it is. I think I think that is I think that is as well too because you got you got to give that, that that look to go in like you're and give it to Sanders as well too. So I look at that and I see the short intermediate range and then the fact you have Kelvin Joseph. I I throw it to Kelvin, Kelvin Joseph's way each time and just, just with Devonta Smith and just go okay. Hey, you know what? He's probably not going to pick it off. The worst case scenario is going to be incomplete. So eh, why not do it that way too? So I think I think Dak, Dak throws. I think one. I don't think more into throws. I think Dak has just one more interception than. Mitchell All right, does. so if no. Dak has more interceptions, and it sounds like you think the Eagles can win the game. If they win the game, who's the starting quarterback against the New Orleans Saints the week after? I think it's going to be – Hmm. I think it's Hurts, but I think it's like maybe like a, a, a quarter or a half. Because then that way you still get him back in the field, things get him in rhythm. And I think that last game against the Giants, I think you maybe have him for a drive. I don't think you even dress him for that last game. I think you just give him. So be the next two are going to be treated like if they win this game, you treat these next two like preseason games all over again. That way, you, right, so you you're, you're actually changing because I gave you credit in a couple of different places yeah. last week. You had the idea of if they beat the Cowboys, everybody sits against the Saints because it's a bye week. But then the last week, you got to balance it. You got to give them a little play. You don't want them too rusty going into the playoffs. That you would look at the Saints game as basically a bye, which I hadn't even thought about. And I said, you know, that Franklin kid's pretty smart. Uh, <laughs> but here's, here's where you're wrong. If the Eagles win this week, the starting quarterback against the Saints is the former Saint, Ian Book. <laughs> they, they will put Gardner Minshew in protective wrap as well. Because if Jalen's got an issue and Gardner is needed come playoff time, you can't put either of those guys at risk. But here's where I'm thinking as well, too. Here's a little like a caveat is this as well, too. If you let the Saints win, that pick gets worse. Uh, so do you they're, get they're not worried about it. <laughs> they're putting that in the rearview mirror. It's uh, all how he's gonna how he's gonna it. finally put the state through how he might want to lose that game, actually, because he, he can't take advantage of Mickey Loomis if he's not in the league. <laughs> remember how the, the Phillies used to have the Houston, the Astros used to be the unofficial farm team for that? Yeah, it seems yeah. to become the unofficial uh, farm yeah. team for the Eagles. So you got to keep Mickey in the league. So maybe you give up a couple <laughs> spots and draft. Uh, here's here's uh, the problem for capital. both of you guys. What happens if the Saints win this week? 
and they're actually in the mix for a playoff spot. Yeah. Just, well, this is oh, my concern. In the draft. It could be 19th because the Saints could make the playoffs and win that stinking division. Yeah, I'm not worried about the draft because this team, the championship window is open. <laughs> exactly. So here's the concern, Chris. Here's the concern. You lose in Dallas. Uh, Jalen's not healthy enough to go uh, on January 1st. You lose to the Saints because they're playing hard, as Jody points out. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there week 18 against a New York Giants team that has to win to make the playoffs. Jalen Hurts has got to be back for that game. It's a it, it, it Now, Dallas also has to win. Right. So, but baked into that is they beat the Eagles already. So they would only have to beat, I believe, Tennessee. Um, and then it would come down to you need the football game in week 18. Little far-fetched at this point, but it's not a crazy scenario. It's not, but I think, one, personally, I hope it doesn't come to that because I know that game is probably going to be flexed tonight and the last thing we're going to Yeah, that's a good that point. Night that's game a good point. point. That we're one. always not there for selfish. <laughs> poor Jenna, be- you know, poor Jenna Lane is getting trashed, uh, and and she's she's a very nice woman. Uh, she came across poorly in that Gio Bernard thing, but she, she's getting trashed. I don't know if you saw that. But she's getting trashed because we think that way, Chris. We're like, well, we don't want a, <laughs> we don't want a night game. Yeah, we don't want a night no. game. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's our job is to make your guys' lives easier. Yeah, right? um, it is. No, no, it's not. Uh, sorry about that, McMullen. Um, Here's a uh, how do you handle your business question for both you guys? What did the Vikings do this week? Because they're still eligible to get the number one overall pick. If they uh, number have the uh, home field advantage throughout the playoffs, they win three in a row, Eagles lose three in a row, they get the uh, home field advantage. How realistic is that? We can debate. They, they play before the Eagles on Saturday, so they can't wait to see if the Eagles lose. They have to go out at 1 o'clock and, and play the Giants at home. Vikings all out this week? Or do they go, yeah, if we get Justin Jefferson hurt and other teams and the Giants are going to watch that film and see that uh, our opposition took shots at Jefferson last week, do they scale back? Knowing they've already locked up the division, they're going to be a divisional winner, but there's a real long shot, small percentage chance, real long shot, they could get best overall record at home. How do they handle their game Saturday against the Giants? I think they, I think they, I think they put everybody in. I really do. I think they still, yeah. they still treat like a regular as game. As long as also, there's a chance yeah. they're gonna, you know, Kirk Cousins takes seventy hits a game, and it, that guy's been tremendously durable. Um, now you never know when it's coming. Jefferson, he wants to break the record, so I mean, he's a typical receiver. He wants to break Calvin Johnson's record, so he's not coming off the field. They might have to force him off the field. Uh, when they're, you know, when there's nothing to play for, well, but as you, long as there's stuff to play for, they're going to. Do you play. think? Do you think the Eagles are forcing Jalen Hurts off the field this week? No, I think he's hurt, and uh, I I don't think he should play in the game. Now, how did he play the second half last week? How did he play the fourth quarter? Uh, he probably, like a lot of NFL players, say probably said, "I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay," and you know. They checked the when MRI. When did he become not okay? Well, they gave him an MRI on Monday morning. And, you know, 
Look, if you know, and I talked about this, I remember concussion wise with Malcolm Jenkins, and he had, I think it was New Orleans. Um, he had a concussion and he held, he, he, he hit it from the team. Um, and he said, I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, players want to play generally, and they're not going to say, you know, Carson Wentz got a lot of crap over that for the Seattle playoff game. Um, when he reported his concussion symptoms, things have changed a little bit, but still you got that old school mentality with most guys. They're, they're, they're going to keep things. Um, and Jalen, my guess is wanted to finish the game and felt okay to finish the game. And then afterwards they found he had a sprained shoulder. And then there's a, there's a doctor, I forget his name, but I, I saw it online as well, too. So typically with the type, if it's an AC joint sprain or a sprain that they believe that Hertz has, normally you can just get a shot to numb it up and you can go out and play again. But Yeah, yeah people play. And that's why yeah. I think um, if they needed this game, I do yeah. think he'd be playing this week. I, I yep. think he would, but they don't need the game. Rest him up and get him a, a fully healthy Jalen Hurst. Rest him up so that way he's not thinking about that in the back of his mind. That thinking like, okay, I gotta watch. Or, or you start twisting a little bit using your other shoulder, and then it puts you in weird awkward positions to put you in even more chance to get hurt, hurt something else too. So just, just let him rest it, and then, and then see see how the rest of the week, see how the, the game plays out. Just take it game by game. I think that's the best approach to do it. Don't rush him back. Agreed. All right. So if Gardner Minshew leads the Eagles to a victory, will he? Day after Christmas, coming to Nick Sirianni's office and say, hey, what do I have to do to be the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles? Will, will we get a redux from last year after the win against the Jets? I think he will, but I think he know, he'll I think he'll do it in jest. <laughs> it's like, hey, you see? I can see right now. Hey, Nick, you know, you see what I did out there? Hey, yeah. I, I, I led us to a division title. Hey, what's going on? And, and I can see Nick is like, he's like, I, I get you. I get it. And then we'll hear I, I I love the competitive spirit that he has, but you know, yeah. I think we we all know Jalen's our guy. I can see that sequence happening one by one by oh, one. A hundred percent. And I know it's a joke and we're talking about it, but you know, Gardner's uh blissfully unaware. Uh, you know, he's very competitive and yeah, he thinks he should be a starter. And that's a good thing, by the way. He should uh think that way. Yeah, one of the great quotes ever. I put him up there with uh I always tell Jody my two favorite quotes. The one's obvious, John uh, John McKay back in the day. Uh, you're talking about his team's execution. execution. He said, I'm all for it because uh, <laughs> they're so bad. Uh, and then Brian Kelly tried to do that, by the way. It didn't go over well in the modern era. Uh, and then Tom Moore asked uh, why you don't practice rep with the backup quarterbacks. And he said, if 18 gets hurt, we're fucked and we don't practice fuck. That's my favorite. That's my favorite of all quotes. But Gardner, Gardner had a great quote. And, and when Trevor Lawrence got drafted and he stopped taking dumps because he doesn't believe in number two. Wow. Yeah, that is a good one. I've yeah. never heard that. That's never heard that before. Oh, I've never no, heard that, that one. No. All around last yeah. year. Gardner oh, ran, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he wasn't beating out Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick, but he thought he was. One of my favorite quotes that Johnny Mac relates to all the time is uh, Adrian Peterson. Wow, that was a great a one, too. 
Yeah, that was a great yeah. one too. He's an fu player. He's an fu talent. Sorry, sorry for the guy who was Esther carrying the ball. Taylor the was. <laughs> Esther Taylor was a darn good back, Chris. So I'll say oh it real God. quick. Uh, he's coming off a twelve hundred yard season. Uh, I think he had fifty catches or something. So he was pretty good all around back. And the Vikings drafted Adrian Peterson. So I asked one of the personnel guys, "What the? You got a good running back? You need a lot of help otherwhere, other places." And he said, I love Chester Taylor, but fuck Chester Taylor. <laughs> this guy's different. And he was right. He was right. He is Adrian, spot on. Adrian yeah. Peterson was that type of player. All yeah. right, uh, Franklin. I know everybody will be reading you on NJ.com leading up to the game, after the game, and everything else. So you'll make your official pick then. But you have to at least give us your lean here today. Are the Eagles coming home from Dallas on Christmas Eve 14-1? and I'm leaning yes. Just by looking at the way that this Dallas defense is playing right now, it's there's even with Gardner Minshew in there, the Eagles have the receiver talent. If you do get Dallas uh, Goddard back, the way I think that adds more, and he and Minshew had that that connection in that game against the Jets, so I think that's big as well too. And then I look at this way that this defense is playing, the way look at the, the way Dak is playing, and you look you see the way it's going around. I think this is trending to me. It's trending to a way that the Eagles come home and. And, and and I got the odds on favor. Like I'm trying to figure out who's going to be the one to have the Jeff Garcia moment after the game. Is it going to be oh. Minshew going Merry oh. Christmas Philadelphia? I'm trying to see who's going to be do that one if they win this game. I think they got a chance, but I got to debate this one. I'm going to be mulling this one all week before. I don't know who I'm picking in this game. I think the Eagles got a shot though. I think Gardner Minshew is capable. Um, and I don't know if that's good. For the Eagles, if he plays really, really well, well, it is good. But there is going to be a narrative out there that says, see, Jalen Hurts is a system quarterback. Um, <laughs> and I think it's going to be a dumb one, but it's going to be there, uh, unfortunately. System his way into MVP conversations. Oh, okay, yeah, you go with that, guys. Chris Franklin, always a pleasure. Thank you much for jumping in. We will get you on again Sorry next for all week. the cursing, Chris. I got uh, yeah, we... weird... Uh, F U. It's just uh, another Wednesday. It's just another Tuesday, man. Another, another Tuesday. <laughs> Happy Eppin Tuesday. Profane Tuesday right. here on Birds Tuesday Five. You uh, sent me Franklin. down the good quote list, Jody. McMullen will see you on Christmas Eve. I will not. So have a Merry Christmas and we'll talk to you next week. Buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. Happy holidays to you and everybody watching. Thanks, Chris. Franklin. In front of the tree here on Birds. 365. All right, Mac and Mac coming back. You know what we got to do? Oh, we'll be doing it all week. It's Christmas week. Of course we're going to put a bow on the show. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps.
greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. Did you know taxes could be your biggest expense during retirement? Are most of your assets in tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks? Taxes are historically low today, but we're facing significant headwinds in the future. Do you have a plan? The Thrive Financial Team has more than 100 years of experience helping people across the Delaware Valley with forward-looking tax planning. Learn how to shift your money from forever tax to no or low tax accounts. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Rick Saritalo with his playbook coming up next. Then uh, you got the sports take guys and uh, Celio later in the afternoon. So just leave the Jacob Media YouTube channel on all day long. Uh, you can, you're not going to get as much football information elsewhere as you are here with us. All right, uh, Johnny Mac, how's it going to play today down at the Novacare? The coach uh, is coming yeah. in. Nick's going to get a lot of, of questions about design runs for the quarterback. Design runs for the quarterback. Look, like I said, I think there's plenty to um, not like about that offensive game plan. And Nick's had a tremendous season overall. Shane Steichen's had a tremendous season. But I thought they did a poor job in in, in that game. And I think it had more to do with the opponent uh, than anything else. I think I used that term hubris. I'll say it again. A little too much hubris uh, from the Eagles. Maybe it bit him a little bit. Um, and the design runs, you know, Nick's going to default to what he always defaults. And from his definition, it's not, a, it's, some of them aren't design runs. So the number you're going to hear is 12 design runs for Jalen Hurts. Personally, I disagree with that number because um, zone reads, read options are about reading one specific player. So, it can go either way, um, and and that's the Eagles' offense. Um, so that part of it, I can't complain about too much. And I was on with Tone last night doing four, football 24-7, and I'll give Tone credit for um, 
one of his sayings, I think he said, I don't want to take away Jalen Hurts' superpower. Although, but then he wanted, so also Riptone. Sorry, buddy. Uh, you want to take away Jalen Hurts' superpower if you don't want to involve the running game. So it's one or the other. And to me, no, this, see, they, this way you're wrong, John. It isn't. It isn't that this cut is dry. Very... You're drawing a line right down the middle, and it's either yay or nay. There's a middle ground there. You can skim back on it. You can do it a little bit less. I'm not talking about going to the uh, uh, hand it off to the the, the the eye back and just block straight ahead. But you, you you're making it sound like no, the Eagles got the thirteen to one doing it exactly this way, so they have to do it exactly this way going forward. No, the that, the, you, you, the, first of all, they don't do it exactly this way. One of the things I've been most impressed about this team is their ability to toggle back and forth from week to week depending on the opponent, and that's where I said. The Eagles have generally done a phenomenal job of, of that offensively. I think they had a little bit of a hiccup coaching-wise against Chicago, as I've, I've said. What I'm saying is, and I'll default again, this is not a run-first offense, not a pass-first offense, a Jalen Hurst-first offense. What I'm saying when I say that, Jody, is this is a very unique player. The offense is built on Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is the reason Miles Sanders having a career year, not vice versa. So I guess it depends where you are. There's a lot of people who don't believe in Jalen Hurts. And for those people, I get it. For those people, I get it. I think he's the MVP of this league. I think he's carried this team at times. I think he's dominated the NFL. And it surprised me, but I've seen it week in and week out. And I'm riding this thing because the championship window is open. I'm not worried about next year. I'm not worried about the draft. The championship window is open. And if anybody knows this, it's Dan Marino down in Miami when he was, you know, in the second year or whatever it was, Jody. And he went to the Super Bowl and he thought he was going to go back all these times. And, man, nothing's guaranteed. And when you have an opportunity – you better try and seize it. That's where I am with this. Team. And I agree with you in that. It should all be about 2022 and the 2023 Super Bowl. But part of that is making sure Jalen Hurts gets to the finish line and plays in that game. And if it means you need to adjust, not change, adjust your offensive philosophy and play calling, that's on Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni to make sure it happens. I partner, uh, I say we do this again tomorrow. Um, Thursday, you're going to be out for the second hour because you got another Sirianni thing. But I get McMullen for the full two hours tomorrow, right? Correct. Correct. Uh, And I apologize in advance, Jody. Johnny Mac and I will be here again tomorrow in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt. 
a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 